Okay. All right. Here we go. Witnessing the birth of your child is perhaps one of the most amazing things a man can ever see or experience. Well, here on the Black Daddy Podcast, I would love to highlight my wife's amazing birth story. So I'm going to get out of the way and let her take the mic as we present our daughter's birth story right here on the Black Daddy Podcast. You're listening to the Black Daddy Podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Black Daddy Podcast. Appreciate you being with us today yet again. And without any further ado, she is here again. She's back for the first time (laughs) since the birth of our beautiful daughter. Hey, baby mother, my wife, how are you? Hey, I'm wonderful. That is good. It's good to hear your voice back on the airwaves. And um, we're going to jump right into this thing. Uh, in this episode, we're just going to chronicle uh, the birth of our daughter. Um, really, really, really amazing, amazing story. Uh, there's a lot of different things that we've learned out of it. And I just kind of wanted to give you the chance, my dear, to uh, share from uh, your perspective and the blessed um, experience that you had. And so um, I'm going to softball pitch it over to you and uh, let you take it away. And then we'll just kind of talk about it back and forth. Okay. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> Man, I know it's a lot, right? So I think first and foremost, uh, I kind of want to take everyone back to maybe the day before. Okay. All right. So the the evening before she was born, my friends from church and college had a baby shower for me. And uh, we had had some friends over because people came in from out of town. Some people came from out of town for that shower. So they uh, it was a family of four. Mm-hmm. My friend from college, her husband and then her two daughters were staying with us that night. So that was a Saturday night. And uh, going into Sunday, we were, the plan was get up, get ready for church, and then um, go to church with them and then go to lunch before they head back home. So that morning, uh, church starts at 10. Mm-hmm. So the plan was we were going to have breakfast, I think, 9, nine and yep. then leave by 9.30 to go to church. Mm-hmm. So get up probably at around seven to um, kind of start prepping some things for breakfast and then getting ready for church. And then I remember texting uh, a girl I was going to meet at church around 824, <laughs> not around 824. It was exactly at 824 because I had the text message to say, um, and I was just like, hey, girl, you know, how you feeling? Because the night before at my shower, I learned that she was pregnant with her second. And so just want to see how she was doing and, you know, if we would be seeing her at church that morning. And so, um, so that was at 8.24. And then at 8.30, I would, I started to feel crampish mm-hmm. and I was 37 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I was not, um, prepared, um, you know, to have a baby. I wasn't yeah. even thinking, you know, anything like that. Um, I do want to preface this by saying, especially for people who don't know us or know me, um, I had a very um, blessed pregnancy, uneventful pregnancy, no complications, 
And the plan was um, for us to have a home birth. I had a low-risk pregnancy and was a candidate for a home birth. And I didn't choose a home birth because I'm, um, you know, a tree hugger, natural, (laughs) like... You know, I don't know. To some people, I might be. That might be a relative term. I know to our next door neighbor, yeah, we, I, we are tree huggers. Tree huggers. But, um, you know, I'm not a granola crunchy kind of person. But for me, I mean, I work in a hospital. I have doctors in my family. My dad is a doctor. Um, and and so I'm definitely aware of medical um just just the field of medicine and and the need for it in society um but for me and my comfort level um just having a baby in a hospital being hospitalized for any reason it it just it it was not something I was comfortable you know doing and um I know you were a very big proponent of home birth and um I was definitely open to the birth center uh uh, alternative as well, but it was something where for convenience and for comfort level um, and privacy, I'm a very private person. And um, and so just for us, we had decided upon um, yeah. very early on, even, sort of really before getting pregnant and then definitely confirmed it through the pregnancy and being low risk that um, home birth was the way we would go. So that so she was born on a Sunday, but the Thursday after that Sunday was the day scheduled for our home visit, which would have been sort of the final countdown steps towards our actual home birth. So I would, you know, say that. Okay, so back to um, the... Text message 824. 824, yeah. So 8.30 is when I started feeling cramps. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Um, you know, what is, what is this? Oh, another thing I have to say (laughs) is that, um, superseding the goal of a home birth was really my goal for a supernatural childbirth. Which, you know what, let me me pause you because like, I know Uh, that's a lot there. Okay. I just want to share the story and then I want to on the back end. Sure. I, I need to say that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I won't get into that whole thing because that is a different can, but, um, it, I just needed to say that because to kind of speak to my mindset towards what was happening to me physically. Nope. Okay. So supernatural childbirth, that plug, and then 830 cramps begin. Um, 845, um, fixing breakfast for our friends, um, getting dressed for church, the cramps, you know, sort of intensify. Um, and in, in, at, by nine o'clock, um, was when um, I wanted to lay down. I'd gone in the restroom for a little bit, just trying to sort of, because we had like the little kids around and then um, I wanted kind of like just a private moment and just thinking. And then I remember uh, battling different thoughts of, you know, this is, I'm 37 weeks. I'm, I'm praying against like, you know, prematurity. I'm praying against um, if something being wrong with the baby. And I'm just struggling with like, is this labor? Because it didn't, in my mind, labor was definitely something that was progressive, you know, like, a, like first you kind of feel something or maybe your water breaks and then things start to intensify um, over the course of an hour, two hours, three hours, you know, and it's sort of like this gradual thing. But um, what was happening with me was a very, just fast, intense, um, intense process where I really couldn't count like a break in between um, what I now know were contractions. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the point, what I was feeling was a lot of, um, I felt, 
you know, restless. And um, I, I just sort of felt like I would have to stop, you know, kind of hold on to the counter and um, breathe a little bit. And then um, by, so that was kind of what was happening between like 9, 9, 20, um, 9, 30, um, around 9.35, I would say I just felt this piece of like, this baby is coming like today's the baby's birthday Mm -hmm. and I remember just sort of like this um feeling of surrender that um you know not whatever I will or not what I want or what my plan was for that day or what my plan was for the birth of my child but just whatever the Lord would do and I really remember that there was a mental and intentional shift I made to like get out of my own way mm-hmm. and um, just surrender. So uh, we go upstairs at 940 and um, our friends leave uh, at 10 o'clock. And there was just that progression from like, we'll go, we'll all go to church together. I might like hang back in the car for a little bit to, okay, like Donald, you just go with them. Um, and to, okay, you just go with them, drop them off and come back home to, um, they'll go and we'll, and you'll just stay home with me. Mm-hmm. It just is sort of like the progression of things. Um, very intense, very, do you want me to keep going like all the way to the end yeah. of her birth? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so by the time we get up the stairs, um, laying down, I remember I praying like powerfully, like, Lord, please let my water break. Cause things were just so intense that it was like, I, I knew that if my water would break, I would feel like a release and just like, a, a um, just much more comfortable, you know? So it was literally like, um, I had grabbed two towels. I don't know how detailed you want to be, but no, no, like put them on the bed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, And then, like, I remember saying, you know, this is getting intense. Like, I need you to call somebody. So you called the on-call midwife, and then you're communicating with her. And as she, um, between, like, the time I asked you to do that and she called back, my water had broke. And then I just felt so much better. So then I remember kind of, like, you know, getting on all fours. And also at her advice to kind of get on all fours and that relieving any pressure that I might feel. And at that point, I just felt so much better. I felt, you know, really comfortable. And um, then I would say, like, we had, I remember we had enough time to put, um, uh, lavender essential oils on diffuse that I remember you played a worship song um, and the song was like maybe seven minutes and some change so that played through twice so right under 15 minutes and then the baby came I remember like it was um babe grabbed me this specific beach towel the yellow and orange one I laid it down on the floor the midwife was telling you to um put like mattress like just on the phone you know mattress protector she's like someone's in route they're gonna be there they're 20 minutes out um and I remember thinking like uh I hope I hope they'll have time to or no I remember saying like I wonder if they'll have time to set up the tub so you know I can go in the um in the tub a little bit. Um, and then I just was like, they need to get here quick. You know, this baby's coming. I remember you, um, asking you to grab a mirror so I could see what was happening down there. And like, just seeing the baby's head, like the, the crowning of, you know, her hair. And, um, you know, it didn't register that I was 10 centimeters dilated at that point. You know, I didn't know if it meant I should push. I didn't know if it meant, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know anything. It was just sort of like, um, 
this is happening fast and um and there was a lot going on but it was also very like peaceful and under control and that was one of my prayers when I was downstairs um like after I'd surrendered I was just like you know I I Lord let everything be um um calm peaceful and under control and so I like rocked a little bit on all fours swayed I wouldn't even say that I pushed it was just like she slid out (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so I remember um the midwife was knocking at the door like right as um we gave I gave birth to her and um had our door had our front door been unlocked she probably would have been there but if she was there you know just a matter of seconds because you went to open the door for her and was able to examine her and everything and um and so that was awesome I remember when she cried and um you gave her to me and I put her on my chest and I was like and she stopped crying right away. And I was just like, it's true what they say. I know her and she knows, or she knows me. She knows me. I know her. She knows me. Um, and that was just like, that will always be a memory that I have that, um, of my, the first time I met my daughter. And so, um, yeah, so then midwife comes up and, uh, that, that was its own crazy story of just, she wasn't the midwife on call, but she was the closest in proximity to us. So she came, she had her six month daughter with her. And then another, another midwife followed, um, shortly behind her and, um, they did the Apgars and everything. And I just remember thinking like, um, you know, because she was a few weeks early, that was of concern to me. But when they examined my placenta and they looked at her skin and her um, her feet, the, the way her wrinkles were formed and her ears and um, different things, they were like, this is uh, this is a 40 to 41 weaker. And I was just like, wow. And I mean, she was six pounds, so she was a small baby. But um, they were like, she's just small, but she's, um, totally, you know, fully developed. And, um, and they were like, your placenta looks really old. Like that wasn't going to help anybody for much longer anyway. Um, <laughs> I was like, dang, really? It's like that. But, um, that was, that was such a relief for me. Cause that's, that was part of back to supernatural childbirth. One of the things that, um, you know, I would confess, um, for full term. So that was a blessing. And then there was, um, a possibility of a complication, um, with my placenta delivery because it came, it, they call it Duncan, which means like the maternal side delivered first, um, before the fetal side. So, um, I don't think that in of itself is a complication, but the way that there was attached membranes that needed to release. And so, um, there, so I may have needed uh, Pitocin, she said, to help my uterus cramp down to deliver the remainder of those membranes. And, um, but the other midwife had, um, Oh, so, but they didn't have, you know, any medicine. Um, they had to call someone else, but while she was en route, um, everything delivered and that ended up being, you know, no complications with that. Um, I had no tearing, no need for anesthetic, um, no need for any pain medication. And, um, it was just, um, it was an awesome experience. And I think one of the things I really enjoyed about it was just, um, I was amazed at my level of clarity and my presence throughout mm-hmm. the whole process, whether, you know, before and just like different directions or instructions of, or things I needed and being able to communicate clearly to you of like, um, get this, I need this, um, call this person, you know? Um, and so that, that was good. Cause you know, it's just, there's so much that can 
time was just of the essence and mm. there was just no time. You just had to like, yeah, just do what you needed to do. And, um, and you were so awesome for me with everything. Definitely could not have done it without you. And I'm, um, just glad that I remember maybe a couple of years ago, you saying how you wanted to catch your baby, you know, whenever we would have a baby now, I'd just be like, Mm-mm, you don't know nothing about no catching no baby. You're not catching my child. <laughs> and for that to be how things ended up, you know, turning out is really awesome. And mm-hmm. so I was glad that you had that experience and, um, and overall, it's just very joyful. I would say joyful, peaceful, exhilarating. It was very like, a heaven touching earth moment, um, heaven meeting earth and, um, very miraculous, very miraculous with how quickly things were. You know, I hear often that for the first baby that, um, when, you know, your first delivery, things can take a long time. Um, and what they called my situation is, um, um, it's a word that pre, uh, hold on. Let me think. Um, Serendipitous labor. No, no. Precipitous. Precipitous. Labor. Precipitous yeah. labor. Yeah. yeah, precipitous. Yeah. Um, which means a labor three unders or hour. Un, un, uh, three, three under. Hours. Under three hours. Under three hours, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Precipitous labor, yeah. yeah. And um, and so, but that doesn't typically happen um, unless it's your second or third or fourth, right. you know, after you've had your first child. And then um, there's also... Um, you know, the no tearing sometimes because a baby does come out so fast, Mm -hmm. you can have tearing, you know, so the fact that there wasn't that complication as well, Mm -hmm. such a blessing. Um, And I mean, I just felt so honored. I felt so favored of the Lord. I felt like um, just so blessed because there's a lot of things you can pray for. And throughout, even before getting pregnant, um, there were things that I was believing God for and praying for and declaring over. Um, Myself over my pregnancy, over the baby, over and the that's delivery. That's all a part of the, the supernatural um, childbirth, right? Right. Okay. Right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna leave on a cliffhanger, okay? Because I feel like the supernatural childbirth part um, plays a huge role in our experience. Kind of what you said was the heaven touching earth experience for us, and then also um, what I talked about on an earlier episode in regards to mindset um, as a husband, how I was able to support you in the journey of desiring a supernatural childbirth. Okay. So let's, let's put a comma right here and we're going to pick up there here in just a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so to clarify, <laughs> our friends had left at 10 and the baby was born at 1052. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. Um, so it was like, um, 15 minutes from the time my water broke to when she came. Amazing. Yeah. But 8.30 is when my first cramps began. Um, and then 10.52. How long is that? 8.30. So that's like two and two, a half hours? Two and a, half hour, a little yeah. over two and a half hours. Yeah. So two and a half hours of labor. Right. Wow. That's a movie. That is a movie. It was like a movie. It was like a movie. It was like Mary and, and Joseph and Jesus. Oh. I mean, well, our baby isn't like, you know, Jesus, but. No, she's definitely not like Jesus. And she, and we weren't in a manger. I mean, the stable. Yeah, no, there was no animals. Bad example. Let's Bad go example. into. You should uh, edit that part out. Okay, great. So we'll. Um, <laughs> so look, uh, next week, we're going to unpack the amazing idea of supernatural childbirth and what uh, it is, what it isn't, and exactly how we believe uh, God uses his ways uh, to bring children into the world. 
and uh, it'll be phenomenal. So check us out next week on the Black Daddy Podcast. Appreciate you guys. Love you. God bless you. Peace out.